Hello, SoFo community. It's Angelica here and happy spring to you all. This beautiful kappa season where if we're in the Northern Hemisphere where it's snowy, the snow is melting and that means that we're going outside more. Flowers are blooming. Things are coming back to life. Things are opening up. Everything is feeling good. Um, and also on the Vedic astrology side, we hit the vernal equinox on March 20th. So not too sure when this podcast will come out if it has passed or not but such an important date where we start the first sign and going into Aries and starting the whole lunar chart again where we start from Aries to Taurus and so on and so forth so very much um, a recap of our year a time where we can really reflect on okay what did I create in this past year um, what came to life and we did this at Soulful, Rachel and I, and really just reflecting on, okay, what have we created in this past year? Because Rachel and I are very much always in the mindset of, okay, love this project that we created, now on to the next one. And we're really working on embodying what we have already done and embodying in a way of saying gratitude and for ourselves. Like, giving ourselves a thanks and saying how proud we are for the work that we've done. We've created a little wins notes and we've done that actually for probably over a year now. And that really keeps us on track to really celebrate the small wins, celebrate the big wins, just that extra acknowledgement to be like, wow, we did that and saw it to come into fruition. Cause it can very much as anyone knows who starts their own business, get into this mindset of, okay, onto the next thing, right? Like we got to go. And that's um, that rajasic mindset that we can get into. And so we're really trying to stay into that. All right. Wow. Let's look back at everything that we've created. So sometimes we kind of keep things under wraps too at Soulful Veda. And we really just wanted to show you where we shined this past year. So one of the first things that we really worked on last year was creating our healing program. We really wanted something deeply transformational and where we can keep people in the containers for longer than just the one-on-one consults. So when I was working as an Ayurvedic practitioner and doing the one-on-one consults, I love them. I love specializing plans for each person and working with them on a week-to-week basis, but I found that people would dip off, not because they didn't love it, but it was hard to stay in contact with it because they were doing it alone. And also because we didn't have constant contact of meeting regularly. So I wanted some form of accountability. And we created these programs where it's six months, deeply immersion of learning Ayurveda, learning yoga, learning our special spiritual techniques that we've learned through experience and our education and trainings, and just completely transform people's mind, bodies, and spirits. And whoa, everyone who goes to this program, it's oh my gosh that is the most gratifying thing to witness is just that deep transformation I mean initially you always see the physical stuff so that digestive or any imbalances that they're having and those are the wins are amazing then we get into the emotional stuff we cover their limiting beliefs their root cause of it and we see them release and this sense of lightness and like you know, that like density that they might've felt and like that difference in their facial energy begins to shift. They really begin to morph into their highest self. And it's, I'm just so grateful that we get to witness that every day. And by the end of the six months, and I know I've talked about this in a previous podcast of, wow, I mean, from month one to month six, it's literally night and day. And just seeing that joy and that full cup and each person really embodying who they're meant to be and stepping into their authenticity, whether that's changing their career, whether that's fixing that relationship to be to its fullest capacity. I mean, their external world starts to change. When you change the inner landscape, when you do this inner work, your outer world can change into the dream that you want to manifest into the world that you love. And that's really why we do this work is because we want you to have those cathartic experiences and transformations. Um, So that is something that we just, we hold near and dear to our hearts. And we just started another round this year. So just always excited to bring our people through it and, and see all the transformation that they can have through it. So with that program, we do a healing side to it, and then we do a coaching side to it. The healing is just for those who want to really focus on themselves and transform. And then the coaching side is those who've kind of already done that inner work, and now they are really wanting to step into the seat of a healer. And I believe if we're on any journey of healing our imbalances, we're becoming healers. But for those that want to do it in a more professional manner, we really train them on, okay, how can I really lean into my unique gifts? Something that Rachel and I really learned when we were going through our trainings is, It told us to do it one way, which felt a little bit restricting. And we see Ayurveda and yoga as very feminine 
art forms and they're meant to be channeled in a way that's authentic to, to each person and for each person to understand what their intuitive gifts are and lean into that and how that manifests is so beautiful. So we took that into our program and we trained them on how to find their unique gifts, how to find their unique clientele and what is their niche market and how to find those you know, tangible finance things that are so important to make your own capital and living, but also keeping it soul centered so that you feel full and you're always pouring from that full cup and healing yourself. So it's all radical in itself. It's a huge part of what we do at Soulful. And another part is our one-on-one consults. So we still love doing this. I just, I love working with people one-on-one just to be able to see them for who they are and their wholeness and for them to share so vulnerably. And, you know, when people come to us for healing, they're at that point where they're ready. And I love that. They're just like, I know this is my calling and I'm willing and I'm eager. And that is so endearing to witness. And it's also amazing that you, to be able to curate a specific plan for each person, knowing, okay, this person has a unique mind, body, spirit, a unique percentage of all the doshas that I get to find, that I get to investigate. And then, okay, how did this puzzle piece come to this puzzle piece? What was the trauma behind it? What was the conditioning? And how all these get to make each human how they are. And it's so beautiful. I just, we love it so much. So we saw amazing transformations in our clients a lot. We, we've got a lot of clients with anxiety um, and something battling between anxiety and depression. And so after just a couple of sessions, we've seen them completely transform that, really stepping into their confidence and, you know, doing things that are out of character, like asking for more friend guidance and um, scheduling coffee dates within our community group that they normally wouldn't, they would have been too shy to do. Um, Also having more of a voice at work and expressing their needs and their boundaries. This is kind of some of the limiting belief and wonderful transformations that we witnessed with them. And, you know, of course it always happens on a physical level too, you know, the bloating, the gas, all the digestive issues. And specifically we've been working with a lot of women with hormone imbalances and it's been amazing to see them really come back to the power of using their cycle as their greatest gift. So when I say cycle, I mean moon cycle, our menstrual cycle. And when we align women with their moon rhythms again and they feel so much more powerful during their period then they get all the intuitive downloads they need when they know how to nurture that and so we get a lot of women with pcos everyone knows i had amenorrhea or if you're new to this podcast now you do um and so i see that so commonly and womb healing is so special and something that we do so it's been really cool to see our one-on-one consoles transform that and eliminate their pms symptoms and feeling more and you know just feeling more alive and like themselves during their moon cycles, I think is so empowering. And another thing that we've been working on at Soulful has been corporate workshops. Um, Rachel's really good at this. She's really good at meeting um, certain businesses where they're at, you know, and we meet with their employees, of course, and it's been more of a self-healing and introducing them, but it's very new concepts. And so it's so cool to see their curiosity and Rachel shares with me um, how she interacts with them. And it's, it's really cool to see how people are catching on to the mind-body connection and then catching on to Ayurveda and it Maybe they've heard it from childhood and now it's coming up again and wanting to know more and wanting um, certain slides and starting to get tongue scrapers. That's been so cool. So we've been having a lot of fun with that. And something that we have a ton of fun with has been our Reiki trainings. Um, Something that I lead is we do Reiki one and two trainings and then our master Reiki trainings have led about three rounds now, one maybe four. Um, And now we're getting ready for our Reiki masters, which depending on when this comes out, we will be doing it that weekend. Um, But we love intuition and expanding our psychic abilities and Reiki training has really allowed us to not only tap into that deeper into ourselves, like getting into that channeling and astral traveling and for Rachel making that artwork, but also being witness to someone else having that experience is everything. I mean, it's so validating when we're in a group and we go into the attunements and we're doing this virtual, mind you, these trainings. And when we get out of it, everyone's having similar visions, similar spirit animals coming up, um, similar visions of where we are in nature and how we're all together. I mean, consciousness is so pure and fascinating. It's amazing. And then when they get to break off in their groups, this is my favorite part. 
and they get to try Reiki on each other and do it virtually. And then they get the feedback of like, oh my gosh, you're at my head first. And then you're at my heart chakra. And then you're at my root. And then validating it. And some even are already on that track of like getting visions or feelings. And it's so cool to see them feel empowered and stepping into that. So that's just like something fun that we love so much, part of Soulful. Um, and then the last thing, save the best for last, that we adore is our Lightworker Society. It's our membership. So we've been working on this for a while and it's probably been a year since we created the Lightworker Society. Um, I love the moon. I love the aspects of the moon. It's something that I hold dear to my heart because Rachel and I actually both have moon and Scorpio and it's really interesting. In Vedic astrology, moon and Scorpio is said to be debilitated, meaning it's kind of weaker and so it needs more attention. And um, how I feel for this is this is an opportunity for me to really understand how beautiful the moon is and how I can use more of her energy and bring it to my life. So I started on my journey of healing, really aligning more with the moon. And I got a moon tattoo because I just love it so much. But in really understanding how to create a sacred practice around the moon. So I would do new and full moon ceremonies for myself. And then I realized I just had one of those intuitive hits. Like I need to do this right now. <laughs> I told Rachel one day, I texted her. I was like, we need new and full moon ceremonies. That's it. And so we started to create that. And it was so successful right away that we were like, okay, what if we created our own world here? And, you know, it's not like we had the huge following yet to create a membership, but we just felt called to do it. And so we just started adding more and more. And now looking back a year from now, it is amazing to see that we have our own platform now. We have our new and full moon ceremonies that we have in attendance um, every, every month by monthly, um, I should say bi-weekly and on the full moon ceremonies, we have guest experts and human design and divine feminine and Tantra and Ayurveda coming in so that our community gets a plethora of different perspectives and ideas. That's something that we hold really dear to us. We want that diversity. We want everyone to understand this holistic world from all voices to be heard. Um, and then we also, during our new moon ceremonies, we do Kundalini experiences that I lead and meditations, which I love to do. And we always do limiting belief work too. So if that's something that you hear us talk a lot about, but you want help assisting in, we always do that in every new moon so that you know what to release um, and then what we can invite in. And it's always such stellar experiences. Um, again, visions coming through, opening up our intuitive gifts um, during the new moon ceremonies. It's so special. And stuff, something new that we've been adding is a whole meditation library. So we have guided meditations so that you can incorporate those into your daily practice. We have breath work. Um, so breath is the quickest way that we can transform our energy. So if you're just feeling like you're in the thick of it, you can just tune into one of our breath meditations. We do mantras, same thing. It works with um, consciousness. So it can shift our consciousness right away. There's certain mantras to invoke certain energies within us. We have yoga classes. This is Kundalini. This is Vinyasa and something that we're going to be adding are workout classes too, so that you can kind of just have this portal for everything that you need. This is basically just all the things that Rachel and I love. So workout classes. We love feeling connected to our body. We also love yoga and meditation. And Rachel has such beautiful yoga nidras in there too. Like I could fall asleep to those all day. If you're ever having trouble falling asleep, you just have to tune into one of those and it's just the best. And we've also been working with a lot of partners. So I love products so much. Rachel kind of laughs at me because I'm very particular about my products and I always look to see that they're ethically sourced, where they come from, um, supporting locals and all that beautiful stuff. So we partner with a lot of brands that we've always used to give all of our lightworkers discounts. Some of those are Pavani, Undercurrent Jewelry, all those beautiful earrings I wear, um, Maker and Merchants, and of course, You Again Cookies. And these are ever building. So there might be more by the time you even listen to this podcast. Um, and that's just because these things are to support us. They're not meant to seek something outside of us. That's not what these brands stand for. They stand for just bringing out the natural mind, body, soul connection that you already have within you. It just kind of enhances it. And yeah, we love them. So you can check those out too. We'll put that in the show notes. We've also added healing experiences every month that we do. So sometimes that's a Reiki healing experience. And you don't have to be Reiki attuned to go. We have had um, people who have, have it and they still get to experience the Reiki energy. And we're going to go into Ayurveda stuff. So if you do want to heal on the mind, body, soul level, but not ready to dive into the one-on-one -on -one or fully immersive programs yet, we will do that monthly. 
we're also going to do monthly yoga classes coming soon. So I, Rachel and I are yoga instructors and we love it so much. We're going to bring it back. So it'll be vinyasa or kundalini. We're always taking your suggestions, but those are going to be monthly too. And we started a book club. Rachel and I love to read. We're always reading books constantly. We have a huge list of all the books that we've read that have led us on our journey. So we are going to be going through those one at a time. And what better way than to do that with a community that is so like-minded that understands your spiritual awakening and you can have those really heady insightful conversations that's like the only type of conversations that i like to have and i know rachel agrees too so we want our community to have those too and lots of other stuff in the lightworker society but those are the main highlights um and we're just so proud because it's something that rachel and i find a lot of joy creating and doing and it's so beautiful to see it all come into fruition which leads us to uh, the specialty program that we're running um, in April, which is our cleanse. Rachel and I absolutely love guiding our cleansers through that four weeks of true transformation last fall. It was such a beautiful process to witness. And when we were wanting to do another experience like that this year, we really sat down and got clear on what was the most transformational parts of a cleanse, what really worked, and what can we kind of release what what wasn't really so important and when we got down to it it was really the energetic and the spiritual part of the cleanse that was the most healing and as you can tell from nora and Lindsay's story it was that emotional piece as well that that really got them to where they are today how shifting that inner landscape of their thoughts and belief patterns is really how they started to shape their outer world and, and where they're at right now so Rachel and I have created an energetic cleanse that we're going to be guiding um, our community through. It's going to be about a seven-week course. We haven't totally fleshed out the details for that yet. And it's rooted in the chakra system, which basically everything we do is always rooted in the chakra system. But this specifically, we're going to guide you through each chakra, do a deep energetic cleanse and understanding how the physical, mental, emotional body all works together as one and how we can really step into our fullness. So once we really release the trauma, the stagnation in each of these chakras, then we get to live it in its fullest expression. So this looks different for everyone, no matter where you're at. So if you're someone who wants to just feel really secure with your finances and your home, that is something that you will be focusing on. If it's something that you really want to focus on your divine feminine and your sensuality, you'll focus on that. Or if it's your career, I mean, there's seven chakras, right? So it's like infinite possibility. So there's more to come on that, but we are so excited uh, to be guiding our next group of beautiful people through this next course. So on this podcast today, um, we're bringing to you two of our beautiful, lovely clients who were in our cleanse the last round and last fall, and they've been in our Lightworker Society. We just love them so much. Um, so Lindsay Warner, she is a beauty and she, I met Lindsay working at Core Power. We are both yoga instructors and she is a Vata to a T. Like if sometimes I'm, I'm describing someone as a Vata, I describe Lindsay because she is it to a T and I love her for that. I've always connected with her. We've shared desk shifts and then um, I managed one of the studios that she was always teaching at too. So I love her fun and bubbly energy and you kind of get a hint of that today. And we really talk about with her is, you know, how did she start this whole spiritual journey? And, you know, for her, it was vinyasa and getting into yoga. But then when she went to India and had that soul connection, that was really a theme with Lindsay. That's amazing to see is getting back to her soul and getting back to who she was. And she felt like when she came back, then she started to become aware of how she can share yoga in a really different way now that she was soul centered. And that just continuously led her on her path. And she started to listen to her pings and her intuitions. She's highly intuitive. And, you know, the cleanse came at the perfect time. She was really looking to heal. She had a lot of bloating and a lot of gas that she's kind of dealt with her whole life. Um, you know, she's dealt with a lot of bloating. She says ever since she was a teen, she doesn't say this in the podcast, but, um, She's mentioned that after the after the cleanse that she had that bloating until she was a teen and after the cleanse it just it disappeared and now she's learned all these beautiful tools that she learned in the cleanse and through that she knows when she gets out of balance you know when she still experiences the vata constipation here and there she knows how to heal it with herbs um, or with her spiritual practices of listening to what her soul needs and what needs nurturing. Um, so Lindsay is our first wonderful lady that we interview. And then Nora, um, our beauty, 
she really goes into what she was experiencing physically, emotionally before the cleanse. Um, so for Nora, she kind of had a lot of self-doubt of, you know, really being herself, but then also feeling like she couldn't share or fully be herself around her friends and family. Like they would judge her for following Ayurveda because it was too weird. And, you know, she giggles laughing at that because she knows her family would be so supportive, but it was something that it was hard for her to get over. And she didn't, have similar to Lindsay had any idea that, you know, this cleanse physically, she wanted to heal um, her SIBO and she wanted to heal her, um, you know, PMS symptoms and digestive issues as well. She experienced a lot of bloating too. And, you know, that healed. And she's like, yeah, that's amazing. That healed. That was my main intention at first. But then I realized that emotional healing, healing that needed to happen. And she really talks through where she is in her spiritual journey right now and how she's done all that internal work and what that means in her external world now. So her relationships have been shifting and growing and how this is shifting with her career and the place that she wants to live in. And she just totally glows. I'm so excited for you to all listen to her because she's just inspiring. And it's funny because she talks about how, you know, she was scared to share with her friends and family. And now she shares this wisdom with so many friends and family, it's like Rachel and I laugh about it all the time because there's so many friends and family that we work with now from, from Nora and they love it and they're inspired. And it happened because they were inspired by her because she just embodied it. She didn't force it onto them. She was just living and breathing as it and speaking about it. And they naturally wanted some of that. So she just, it's totally living in her Dharma her purpose. And I'm so excited for you to get inspired by them. So this podcast is really for you if you're thinking about the cleanse um, and wondering what kind of transformation can I expect here? Um, we really go through it. And so just to give you kind of an overview of what is this cleanse, it's a four-week program that we do. The first week is eliminating trigger foods um, that are causing the imbalance. And then the second week is the Kitri fast, which is really just eating Kitri. It's not fasting. You're eating and you're nourishing all the time um, with ghee intake and abiyanga. And then the third week, you slowly reintroduce new foods slowly. And then you see where were the trigger foods in. Um, and, you know, you can always go back to Kitri if you get a flare up, like say bloating or gas when you introduce this new food. Then you just go back to Kitri. And because your body is cleansed, you can now um, bounce back a lot faster. And we go a lot into limiting beliefs, especially in the week four and how to manifest from this now this clear vessel that we have and this clear mind. And after we release a lot of those emotions. So that's just gist of it, just so everyone has a knowledge base on what we're referring to here. And yeah, we hope you get inspired. And if you're interested in doing our cleanse, um, we have the info on in the show notes. So you can check it out on our website, the full info there on everything that it's going to include and how you'll be so supported and taken care of. So without further ado, um, we'll listen in on Lindsay and Nora's story. Welcome to Soulful Veda's podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal imbalances in the mind, body, and spirit. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer and your moment to connect your highest self is now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Soulful Veda Show. I'm so happy to have my friend, um, the lovely Lindsay Warner, on our podcast today. And just thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me and asking me to do this. Absolutely. So I'm just going to jump right into it. And I'd love to hear what really sparked your holistic healing journey. I really think it was yoga. Like once I started doing yoga, the natural small changes just kind of organically happened. And I'd say, I mean, it took a several, several years of me teaching and, and practicing to sort of get deeper into it. Um, and then I think once I went to India, um, it just kind of, um, which was like five years ago, six years ago, um, just kind of set me on this let's heal the soul and the body and the mind journey. And now I, I'd love to shift this conversation over to, you know, the different imbalances that you began to experience in your body. And when did those start to show up for you? And how did they show up for you? I kind of have started to notice a pattern that kind of some of the early things I experienced when I was younger. Um, and then 
you know, just for example, let's say it started with a migraine and then years down the road, it was like IBS um, type symptoms and then it was depression and then like it kind of built up. And now I feel like it's going backwards. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. Like I kind of built up to this symptom and then as I'm healing, I'm going back to depression to IBS, then migraines. Um, and I still will experience all those things, but not at the magnitude that I was. And those were just pretty much examples, but, um, yeah, that's kind of like where my thoughts are on like what's going on and what's happening with my healing journey. Yeah. I I love that. And especially during the pandemic, right? Yeah. And you just described that journey really clearly because, what happens is like, we don't notice until it's like physical disease. Right. But that like mental emotional piece that like went with it and how like you were able to realize that later that, and then understanding like how those are all linked together. And I'd love to hear more about why, what sparked you to do a Panchakarma um, and to take that, yeah, to take that step and to really go after it. Yeah, well, I definitely remember at Lakeview, um, you had, you even texted me a link to like look up and read about it. And this was a couple years ago when I was probably during some like my worst times. At that point, I didn't have the capacity to like even thinking about going somewhere for 21 days. Like I just was like, I can't do this. But it was always in the back of my mind. Um, And as I've, become very healthy and started to recognize that I had done so much work um, that I started to outsource being like, you know what, I've gone this far. I'm recognizing things that might be um, inherited and things that are really deep in my central nervous system that I need guidance. I need support uh, clearing those things out. And then course, the universe was like, hey, girl, look at this Instagram post that was you, you, right? Um, Soulful Veda uh, saying that we're doing like a group Panchakarma and it just felt right. Mm -hmm. It felt, you know, I maybe thought about it for, well, I thought about it, but then when I contacted you, I I almost immediately was like, yeah, I'm going to do this Um, because it felt like the right time. I felt like I could really receive Um, and I had the time and the space to commit to it. Totally. And I I love that because we talk about that a lot here is those intuitive hits and that feeling that you have and you're like, and you know, whether it seems logical or not, but it's like, you put that onto the universe, you asked, and then you were like, this is my answer for it. And like, and it feels right for me, right? Everyone has those intuitive knowings really differently. So after going through the Panchakarma what kind of transformation did you experience in either your physical, mental, emotional, or all three bodies? Um, I mean, I felt great. It was not an easy ride. Um, some of it was okay, but I did have a couple days or like in a weekend that were like very tough one day in particular, but I knew it was temporary, even though it was absolutely miserable. It was temporary. Um, and that was more of the mental and emotional part. Physically, I didn't like there's nothing that's like I'm sure I messaged you about like digestive issues and stuff. Um, but looking back, I can't remember anything that stuck out that was like, oh, my gosh, that was unbearable. And that was awful. I felt great. Um I felt light and like I had a glow, you know what I mean? And physically I felt great, especially at the the end of it. Um, It was a really nice feeling, like grounded, but light, if that makes sense. Yeah, because all the oils that you use in the Panchakarma, like especially for Vata Imbalance, which you had a Vata Imbalance, it's so nourishing to the nervous system and it can give you that like glow. I mean, by the end of the day five, when you're taking ghee every day, you're like, ghee should be coming out of your eyes. It literally says it in the ancient text. So 
that makes so much sense that you had that glow. Mm. And I remember you even saying, you know, if going back to your IBS symptoms of like constipation and bloating, I remember that was um, something that you were experiencing a lot. So now, you know, months after the PK, how are those symptoms for you now? They've actually been great um, until, you know, this recent leg injury. Um, I've had to, well, I was obviously out of town skiing and I would let myself um, have things that I know might be a little bit triggering in small amounts because they were good quality, high quality. So I knew that would happen and then I got injured um, and cooking has been hard, but I made a promise to myself starting this week that I was going to cook and work on anti-inflammatory and really get back to like the steamed salad. The Ayurvedic steamed salad is like a go-to for me. Yeah. Um, and really just get back into my Ayurvedic practices. I still do tongue scraping and lemon um, water with aloe every day. Like I it's love it. every day. Part of my thing. Yeah. That's so perfect. Um, so my stomach hasn't been great. But I think it'll, I think it's just like a little bump in the road. It'll start to go back. Totally. And, you know, something like that where an accident happens and then we have to have other things that can throw off our, our digestive system. But we know now that you've already kind of cleaned out all the ama and the in the cleanse, it's like, that's your base layer. So when things go awry, like, yes, things can go in the other direction, but we know that we can easily get back there. It's not going to take as much work because you've already done that cleansing work. So like you said, just getting back to my practices, getting back to my recipes, I know that I can get quickly into alignment because my body is so clear right now. Yeah. I love when I have my warming herbs and when I make like a dressing or something, I love that I immediately feel the oh, fire in me. You know what I mean? It's like a warming, like a little furnace. Um, and then I just know that I'm like, oh, this is what I needed. Because yes. the herbs are just so intelligent too that, I mean, for any dosha, but especially for vatas, because it has that warming quality and it keeps Agni digestive fire really high for you to be able to like feel that I definitely think that's like a psychic thing on that level which is really cool but also just to know like I'm gonna have like good digestion after because especially having IBS you can get so um fear of all these foods right because you're like oh is this gonna make me extremely bloated or gassy and it's when you have the helping of the herbs with it it's like okay I'm so confident now with it and even just putting that intention into it will totally shift how you digest the food Yeah. You know, speaking of intention, um, I think even getting back to the intention of food being medicine and being a ritual and not eating because I have to and like eating fast and, you know, putting down my fork in between each bite. I think that that will be um, helpful because I've been noticing that I've been starting to trying to do two things like at once, like eat and watch a YouTube video or work on something, you know, and I, I that was a huge takeaway from the Panchakarma. And I, I think getting back to that will also be helpful for me. Oh, I love that so much. Um, for our listeners, she referred to the conscious eating habit. So 90% of how we digest food is how we eat. And so there are 10 conscious eating habits and the ones that we go over in the Pancha Karma so that you can just connect deeper to your food and, and have that intention. I think that's so perfect. That is so important for people to know. <laughs> that's what I made you say. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. I know those stats are so crazy. It really just makes you take a step back and see, okay, let me just like get rid of, cause all of our culture, I think in Western diets is always like diet, diet, what are you going to eat? And it just, it takes the stress off in my opinion, just to be like, I have so much more control over this and power over it than I even know. And on that note, yeah. I would love to leave our listeners with something really empowering. So anything off the top of your head, if someone is interested in doing a Pancha Karma, what advice would you give them? If they're interested, um, do it. 
<laughs> it it will really I mean you need I know that's it's easier said than done, but if you have the um the time and the finances and the desire, um just something kind of feels off and you've worked, you've tried other things, you've tried Western medicine. Um it it's so hard because it's not just a physical thing. You will heal things that you didn't know needed to be healed. Um, and the emotional and almost spiritual journey um, changes your life in a way where you're still the same. Does that make sense? I don't want people walking yes. away thinking that like, oh, no, I'm going to be totally different and like no one's going to recognize me. It's not like that. It's like on such a deeper like soul level, you know. Totally. Because you're shedding when during the cleanse, you shed the physical stuff, right? The imbalances, but you shed the emotional layers and it's you the whole time, but it's like that onion, like you're just getting closer to the soul of who you are. So I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Um, I know our listeners are going to be so inspired by this um, for the Pancha Karma. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, Lindsay, for being here. And we'll talk to you soon. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Soulful Veda Show. We have our dear and sweet friend, uh, Miss Nora, on the podcast today, and we're just so happy to have you here. So happy to be here. It's so good to see your face. I know. Love seeing your face. <laughs> so we're just going to dive right into all this, and I'd love to hear what sparked your healing journey. Yeah, that's a great question. It's a loaded question because my mind goes to a hundred different places, but I would say I started kind of intuitively feeling that I, I had a feeling that I could feel better. Um, I was kind of suffering from a couple different things that had been going on for so long that I kind of lost track that maybe there's a reality where it didn't exist anymore and I could feel better. Um, so what kind of happened for me was taking a look at myself and saying, first of all, this kind of chronic anxiety that I have, even though I know it's generational to an extent, I was learning a lot more about the gut and how much of like serotonin is generated from that. And like, now it's the second brain and just learning more and more of that like scientific research. And I was like, Hmm, uh, anxiety is definitely like a big background for me. And then I think a lot of other things can kind of stem from it. Obviously I'm saying this now cause I know, <laughs> but at the time, um, I was kind of like, well, I got on medication and the serotonin for me was really helping. Like, and I'm like, this is great. I'm happy to be like more level. But at the same time, I finally got to a point where I was like, well, this is kind of, it's helping, but it's not addressing the root cause whatsoever. And that kind of started to become more and more important to me. And I learned about the gut and a lot of things kind of came into, you know, my vision, which was, I was having a lot of bad bloating and um, like extreme discomfort with just digestive issues um, in certain points of my life. It had been a lot more like acidic and reacting that way, um, like really quick to like have to like purge basically from a lot of different things and that I just threw me off and I think for a while you know being like a woman it's kind of like oh if I'm not eating that much or if it comes out like you're like kind of like whatever not realizing like how out of whack that was bringing my body um and you know just from start to finish that just was so disruptive to me so all of those things but then kind of growing into more getting bloated, very like worried all the time, what now I would easily classify as like the Vata imbalances and kind of learning like, wait, I, I have a weird feeling like this is all connected, but I don't know how. <laughs> um, and that kind of just brought me to a place where I felt I could be a little bit more open. And around the same time when I met you and you introduced me to Ayurveda, it was like all like these little pieces coming together, illuminating a little bit more of I wait, I have this feeling that I might be able to feel better. I don't know how, but this feels like the right path. Did that answer your question? I love that so much. 
Totally. Because it's funny, like when you look back in hindsight and you can see like how those puzzle pieces like all started to really align and you're like, okay, I'm physically feeling this in my body. I know something's up and like, okay, emotionally too. And it's like, well, if we're talking about healing, like why are you seeing those as two separate things addressed at the same Mm -hmm. time? And it's when you, and then you putting up the intention, like, okay, I want to heal was asking the universe, like, okay, where's my healing journey? And that's usually where, you know, Ayurvedic healers, and I, I consider everyone an Ayurvedic healer who is on that journey um, and chooses Ayurveda as that route, of course, that once you kind of become that Ayurvedic healer within, then you start to realize why the mind, body, and the soul is, is all connected as one. And you start to realize what that root cause and the imbalance really is for you. And it's so interesting that you say like, I had that feeling that intuitive hit almost like how does that show up for you? Cause I know it's different for everyone. Like, how do you have that? Okay. I know this is what I need to do. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you want to take a deep breath in and think about something. And I just had like this feeling um, for that. I can just almost like ask myself a question. It's kind of the clear audience a little bit of, ask myself something and pretty quickly an answer resonates (laughs) and it's it's I've been able to refine it a lot now like working with you and learning more and getting more connected spiritually but this you know getting into doing the cleanse with you that took a lot of my cynical mind to kind of be like I, I mean I knew you at this point I knew soulful and I trusted you guys but even still it took a lot just because there's so much out there of like um, when you hear cleanse, your mind can go to different places that I feel like I'm very hypersensitive to because I'm like, no, I don't feel good about my body. Like, I don't feel like I need to change it, but not realizing that this was so much more about nurturing my body and giving myself the space to heal, like giving my body a break. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it wasn't about stop eating, stop doing, it was like, just how can you create this really nourishing place to come from? And it's totally changed how I interact with food and how I feel about it, which is an amazing gift. Um, that took a lot of, you know, it's like years of constructing how you think about yourself and your body and, and your body starts having balance. It's really hard not to be hard on yourself, but your question was about how do I, how do you, you know, have that intuitive feeling. And it's, I don't know, I guess it's hard to explain. I think I've heard you describe it a couple different ways, but um, it's like just this inner voice coming from my heart, very much like coming from defending myself and wanting being able to stand up and say, I deserve that. Totally. Totally. I mean, I think you did it, said it beautifully, like clear audience. So for our listeners who aren't aware, clear audience is kind of that voice inside your head. That's really strong. It's an intuitive gift. We all have many different ones. A lot of people know clairvoyance, but clear audience is kind of hearing that inner voice and it speaks really loud and it speaks really clearly. And then I also think it's so interesting that you kind of found that like root cause of the spiritual healing behind it all is like, oh, nurture, that feels good to me. Like that feels like a breath of fresh air. That's what makes me feel sovereign and free as being my own healer. And then that's how you know that it's aligned for you. Like what takes away some of that restriction? So I would love to hear like, where did you also start to experience that kind of like tight restriction um, before you went through the cleanse and this huge transformation? Yeah, I think a lot about it was emotionally. Um, even when I thought about what was holding me back from experiencing this was very much my own self-doubt, which was present everywhere you would look in my life, even though outwardly probably maybe didn't seem that way. But I think definitely emotionally just restrictive of telling a short story of who I am and what I can do. Also, um, I think a lot of my hesitation to do this was worrying about what other people would think of me or uh, how I choose to grow and heal, which is so funny because it's like not like anyone really cares (laughs) or like unless I told someone they wouldn't even know and not like it would be something I would want to hide, but it's just a little bit off the beaten path. And even though spiritually, like I've always had this part of myself that's very 
attuned, but I never had a place to explore it. Um, so it kind of becomes more of like something you laugh about, like, oh, I'm kind of witchy. I don't know, you know, and you kind of just bring it down. You don't let it, you know, bring it into reality and say, no, this is a really big gift and I can share it and I can learn and I can get closer to myself and my inner wisdom. Um, and so opening that door has been great, but now I can look back and see how beforehand I was really hungry for that type of outlet and that type of, um, confidence for sure. So I think it was within my body, everything reacting to myself, just not feeling secure, confident, or like I was giving myself any space to grow. Yeah. I I find that, that limiting belief so common of, I have to dim my light in order to like, please others. It's like, it comes from like people pleasing because we want, we want to be loved and accepted by everyone. So it's like, okay, well, if I just agree with them and be like, yeah, like I, I, I believe that too. Or, okay. Like they'll like me if I say it like this. And of course it's said in a different way, but we want that recognition in return. And then the other piece I'm hearing is not discovering that unlimited potential that you have within you and dimming your light, so to speak, because of it, because you think, okay, well, if I fully like am myself, like, will I be loved and accepted the same that I am? And yeah. So I would love to hear like now after that transformation, how did their, your soul kind of really step into this confident authenticity? Because that is just like, from day one, even before the cleanse, like it's something that I found in you right away is like pure authenticity. But how are you really stepping into that now? That's a great question. And just really quickly, kind of behind where I was getting to with all of those limiting beliefs, what I kept coming to behind them was like the fear of looking stupid or like, you know, I, I'm a person that like, you know, I laugh a lot and I, I think I kind of deflect my own power. And so Um, I was, you know, having people know what I was doing was just scary for me because I think I put so much of my own self-worth into what other people think, which I'm sure, you know, we all do to an extent, but it's this, it's defending this core, um, you know, debilitating fear. Oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm stupid and I'm not worth, you know, (laughs) any of this space that I have or what I'm doing is just wrong and I'm going to suffer for it. So that's like what was behind everything. And then, you know, to your question about coming through that as soon as I said yes, and I signed up to do the cleanse right away, I had like this feeling, I think I cried. I think I had this feeling in my body. Like I had taken a deep breath after not being able to breathe for a month or something. Like it was such a relief. And I heard, and I kind of felt in my body that it was like, like, thank you for just let it's like almost like I got this from here my body's like thank you for just stop getting in your own way (laughs) and thank you for just chilling out for a minute and giving us the space to be able to work through this because without that space I would just keep burning and burning oh I love that so much did that answer your question your question was more specific yeah no, you're good. You're good. And so after the cleanse, mm-hmm. um, what did you start to experience? And we'll, we'll go to like right after the cleanse. So the cleanse is that four week period. And then we'll do like a three month chunk in after because it just continues mm-hmm. to evolve. So what was that like direct transformation right after the cleanse like? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think I can't talk about what my transformation was afterwards without speaking a little bit to how hard the first week was and how much I grew then which that first week was, you know, um, elimination diet, things that triggered you and understanding like how much was going to be happening to me this month. And like, oh my gosh, I just have to let go. And I can't have caffeine, all these things. And there's things that you knew weren't settling well with you, but having to put them down was tough. Um, But the biggest thing was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be hungry? Am I not going to have enough to eat? And like all these things I'm just worried, worried, worried about. But then kind of a couple days in is you, we have the support from each other and from you and Rachel. And it was just like, okay, like this feels good. And like my body just immediately felt less bloated and my skin was getting clear. I just felt more energized and all of the spiritual work we were doing that prompted a ton of emotional breakthroughs. It's, it's like I went into it for the physical benefits and everything that happened, I just could have never expected, which was... Um, my anxiety just went 
really came down back to earth. Like I felt so much more grounded afterwards. I felt like myself and I feel like I could define things that I wanted without having to backtrack. Um, the bloat, you know, I would, I would be bloated after every single thing I ate, no matter how healthy. <laughs> and then, uh, that, so that was just really discouraging to me. And you look up all these little, like little pathways of what might help, but it really was just this taking a step back and looking at my whole physical, emotional, spiritual self. And, um, the result was just feeling a lot closer to who I really am. And all the physical benefits were just positive symptoms of that. Yeah. I love that so much. Cause it's a constant shutting of just like coming back home to yourself. And that, like, I know that like, I could feel that feeling you're talking about of just being so connected to your mind and body. You're like, Oh my, I'm home. Like my body is my vessel and I know my emotions. I fully own them and trust them and see them. It's just that deep connection that you just so, so greatly want, especially when you're in that point of like imbalance, you're like, I don't understand like this food I'm eating. And it's so true. It's that emotional and spiritual level, which I love when everyone goes to the cleanse. Cause they don't, it's the most spiritual experience. I I do cleanses for that reason. I you know now that I've healed my imbalances, I do it because I know I always have a cathartic spiritual experience. And of course, that's just like the nature of everything that we do here. People come in and they ask about Ayurveda and they're like, what do I eat? What do I eat? And then it's like, you get all this other layer that, that was within it. What were some of the... Rest- I was just going to say, I could have never expected what I ended up getting out of it. Um and I, like immediately it was like infectious with, you know, I went from being afraid to like tell anyone, which like, what is that about? To sharing it with friends and family and, you know, people close to me and just not like, oh, you have to do this, but like, oh my gosh, I learned this about myself and it's just changed. And I just, I've been realizing how many other people are feeling the same way. And so it's really like liberating. And I just want everyone to feel that, that much better, but I feel so grateful, um, to have been able to do this and work through the things that I would have never have known were blocking me. Yeah. I, it's so funny because Nora, you have recommended and inspired so many people like Rachel and I are blown away. And it's funny because that was that limiting belief of like, I'm worried about other people. And it's often that thing that we resist the most actually becomes our superpower. It's like, you are a connector. Like that is something that you're so good at is that like people can see what you're doing and get so inspired that they want it to. And that builds that level of trust for them too. Like you being that role model helps them to understand because not everyone is going to be attracted to Ayurveda. They're attracted to the healing for it. And so for you embodying like this works and I feel in my body and I know it's going to feel good for you too like they're already like a level up if that makes sense that's great that makes me so happy and they uh I think that's true like they don't even really need to hear the facts about it right away because they can just see me embodying like how much better I feel as a human so that's like a testimonial in itself and I think a big thing that I've passed along as well is like how much it's been healing my relationship to food Um, and, you know, eating habits, eating slow, mindfully, all those things are so important. Of course, what you eat is as well, but how every meal is like a new chance to try again. Like you just know, oh, this is like an experiment. You only want to feel good after you eat. You're not trying to feel terrible. So it's like, um, healing that kind of old wound about oh anything, you know, being so afraid of what you eat and what it's going to do. Um, and just kind of opening up and be like, okay, now I know. And you just keep getting better and better. And every time it's an opportunity and there's always another meal. The hardest part for me has been applying that same kind of logic, um, and understanding to my like, emotions. Totally. Right. Because, and what Nora is referring to is um, the conscious eating habits, which came, um, which we talk with Lindsay too about. It's it's ninety percent of how we digest food is how we eat our food, and only ten percent is what we eat. So a lot of the clans, of course, where we have kitchen, we have that physical sense of what are we eating, but it's also really important of the environment and the intention that goes into our food that 
begin to create that whole lifestyle. And then we start to see, oh, I eat in a calm environment. What is my environment in at work? What is my environment after work? And how can I keep on creating that peace so that I can feel so whole in, in every aspect that I do? So I love to hear, and I know, like, I, I love that we went deep into the soul stuff because I think that's so important. And it's also important for everyone to see, like, okay, what does happen physically? Because that's a lot where people start from. So what changes mm-hmm. did you notice, like, more physical in the visible sense? Sure. Um, so physically, you know, I also had a lot of brain fog before, um, as well as being bloated. So that was just another layer. But physically... Um, I definitely felt lighter. I mean, I certainly lost a little bit of weight, but that wasn't my focus or my goal. It was just like a a nice, like feeling a little bit lighter in myself because I'm just eating things that my body has an easier time breaking down and that's it. Um, So there was that. My skin was 100% the clearest it's ever been, maybe since I was a baby. (laughs) Like unbelievable. Of course, I'm wearing a mask all the time, so can't really show it off, but it felt so good. Um, As well as, let's see. I mean, I know bloating doesn't sound like that bad, but when it happens every single day and like, you know, that you're trying to be a healthy person, it's just very discouraging. And so having that, uh, subside because of the cleanse was huge, huge. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe like I can eat a couple of days go by and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm just not bloated. And now I could eat more and more sugar foods without experiencing that. Like how amazing. So there's that. Um, what else? Anxiety. Oh, that's a little bit more emotional, but, um, kind of hormone imbalance I've, I've been working through as well. Um, I'm still in the process of working through that, but I noticed like my period was just a lot more, uh, doable <laughs> after the cleanse. Like it wasn't as, uh, painful and all of that. Um, so I think, let me think, that's probably the biggest would be just physically feeling lighter, more energetic, less brain fog, headaches, especially from caffeine, which I had no idea that was contributing to, um, better sleep, 100% better sleep also. Mm, that's um, so key. Is there anything? Because you know the story so well. You know what I went through. Is there anything you should be missing? No, you nailed it all. Like you are, yeah, you hit it all. (laughs) Like you know me, so. And I want to break it down for our listeners on like that digestive stuff is so key because especially as women, I think with bloating, like it just takes such a toll on it. And it does because we're bombarded with so much mass media on things. And even beyond that, though, you know, when you start to go into the spiritual realm and you realize it's beyond the physical body, like you do feel so much more connected when you're not weighed down by these imbalances. So matter if it's gas or bloating or whatever it is, it takes up space in your mind. Like that can trigger the anxiety too. So when you can clear those away, it's like, oh, again, you found that adhesion between the mind, the body and the soul. And it's just like, I'm home again. So that's, it's honestly incredible that you are able to heal all those things within the cleanse. And that's really what we see is that, like I say, cathartic experience and transformation because you're taking a whole upheaval on your soul level. And when you heal on the soul level, then it translates to the emotional level. And now it translates to the physical. So now that we're in like, I don't know, five, six months after, like, where are you now in your healing journey? I have been just learning more and more about Ayurveda. Um, and especially getting into my morning and evening routines has been such a joy. And when I don't do it, I just notice such a shift. It's like, it's, it's almost, I'm like, damn, <laughs> now that I know how good I can feel when I don't do it, but it's just little things. So for me, um, I'm still feeling way better. Like when I talk about bloating before, like I would look like I was seven months pregnant from eating like a, it's a salad, which now I can know that maybe that's not the best thing for me, but, um, that's how intense that was. So now I don't experience that at all. I contributed to what I'm eating, but very much more the conscious eating habits. Um, so I'm feeling better like that. I wouldn't want to overpromise this to anyone else, but I was able, you know, with the care of my psychiatrist to completely get off my anxiety medication. That's just me personally. I was able to heal my gut in a way where 
I felt stable enough to slowly lean and now I don't need it at all. Um, again, I'm not sure how much I can really say about that, but um, that was a great benefit for me. And I'm just feeling closer and closer to the Ayurvedic practices. Like I said, in the morning routine, having hot water and meditating a little bit, doing some yoga, um, just caring for myself in those ways and eating without looking at a screen. It's like small things that people might do, but when you put them all together um, in a way that's sustainable, it just changes the energy for your whole day. And now I've been learning more about nighttime routines too. So I do like a nice dry rub and then avianga with self oil massage to take a hot shower and I sleep like a baby and I wake up energized again. So those are like the bookends of my day, you know, that like set me up for way more energy and a better perspective and just feeling more solid um, and centered. And then going to bed just without, you know, any, any blue light or TV before I go to bed. Just if I start reading, I just fall asleep <laughs> right away. So all of those things that have just put my, made me feel like I'm living a fuller, um, I'm, you know, healthier life in a way that I just wouldn't have known. I still come back to Kitchery sometimes. It's a great reset. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So, that's so beautiful. All those practices that you're able to integrate and keep. And that's where, how you know it's like, okay, I know I've kind of gotten off the, the bandwagon here and I need to reel it in. And then you know exactly what practice is because you've taken that time to do that work and embody it. And again, yeah, I love that you gave that example of just inspiring people. What is possible? Like, you know, everyone's journey is so different, especially with their own medication. But, you know, you just, again, embodying what could be possible and how you can be in tune with your body. and, and yeah, I think that's enough, enough said with that. And I would also love to hear, I know you, because I know you, um, how this has been shifting. Because when when you start to heal your soul and your mind and body and kind of healing this internal world, then we notice it starts to slowly change and unravel our external world. So I'd love to hear like if there was any careers or relationships, how those wheels started to turn for you too now. For sure. Um, and another practice that's helped with both bridging that, like you just said, is journaling and just um, going from being a little bit of afraid of my voice or writing and being embarrassed to now it's just like running. It never stops. And the journaling just helps so much um, continue that momentum forward and see myself and see where I'm at and see what comes up. So that has been instrumental as well, leading into all these external facing things. So I mean, relationships wise, I realized I had a lot of work to do about how I saw myself in friendships, um, very much feeling like undeserving or like, oh, they don't actually want to be my friend. Like just this weird defense mechanism that I had that um, worked through with some meditations during the cleanse. Um, and that has been pretty interesting. I would have never thought that, that had anything to do with me having a <laughs> bloating, but here we are so true and I just felt such a release around that um so so just feeling more confident like in friendships which is I, I don't know why I just I just love that also you know my relationship with my partner um as the more I feel closer to my true self and connected with my own wisdom and place in this world you know the better our connection is and that's also infectious and he feels that he can kind of see what I'm doing and grow as well. So it's just great for our relationship. And career-wise, uh, I think I would say the same thing, being able to clear a lot of these old fears and blockages through the cleanse and onward has been able to, it's made me more aware of what I'm capable of and where I actually want to be um, versus where I feel like I have to be. So there's a lot of things kind of shifting in that way. Um, and really coming back to just trusting that where I'm meant to be will illuminate and it has thus far. Um, and knowing that I'm, you know, worthy of what will come next and everything I'm doing now will get me there. So I think before maybe I was a little bit fearful of venturing out and now it just feels like the natural next step. Also leading up to us possibly moving out to Cali just to be with you. Um, we've been talking about moving to California for a long time. Both of our jobs are kind of getting more into that 
um, maybe the film industry. So who knows exactly what will happen. But before I would have just immediately shut that dream down being like, well, no, it's good enough here. I don't really know what that'll look like. I'm afraid that I, you know, all the, all the fears come out. Now it's like, well, why not? (laughs) Maybe that's exactly what I need to do and I deserve it. So just letting my thoughts and dreams kind of continue instead of just shutting them down right away for fear. Um, that's something that's a practice that I've continued, but I don't know. It would have taken a lot longer for me to get here. Otherwise. Yeah. Wow. So beautiful and so inspiring in so many ways. And I love how you mentioned the journal work that like the, it's a continuous work that you do of how this is beginning to unravel. So like, yeah, that four week was like a catalyst for a lot of this stuff, but you mm-hmm. doing that daily inner work is how these other things are starting to really unravel. And there's so many things about your story that's so inspiring that I know our audience is going to love. But if there's any words of advice that you have for our listeners who are maybe thinking about doing a cleanse, um, what words of wisdom would you give to them? You know, I would say if you have a sneaking suspicion that you can feel a little bit better in your body, in your mind, and more connected, I think you're probably right. And if you're like me, you've probably looked a thousand places and you see other people doing certain diets and all these things. But I think the success really comes from looking at it from this holistic place and um, honoring that we are spiritual beings. Uh, That was just such a foundation for me. So I would say just follow that intuition and be okay with what your fears are because they're there for a reason, but what are they really showing you? Are they helpful or are they just your knee-jerk reaction, fight, flight? Um, I'd say that there's so much healing that's possible and this cleanse is so much about nourishing yourself and your soul. And I would recommend it to probably everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So beautiful. Well, thank you so, so much for your time, your energy, and just being a great embodiment for all of our community. It was so fun having a conversation with you. I love you so much. I just am excited for when you guys do this again, Um, just bring people back to themselves in a way that is so beautiful. So thank you. And I'll probably be at the next cleanse. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see, but I just, I'm making some cacao later. So that's where I'll be. <laughs> mm, oh my gosh. So fun. Well, thank you again, my lovely. And thank yes. you to all of our listeners for listening. Um, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Wow, these ladies have such powerful stories of their experience with this cleanse. And we were really excited to offer this program again. However, we recently gotten some pings from the universe to really follow what we've always been drawn to and what Nora and Lindsay both spoke so beautifully about, which is the energetic and the spiritual side of the cleanse. So instead of running um, this cleanse through the Panchakarma lens, we're going to take you through a chakra cleanse. And run it a little bit differently so we're really excited to announce that we haven't done that yet because we're we're doing a quick pivot listening to the universe responding Um, but we want to share that if this resonated with you if you're looking for something like this in your life that total transformation that time to cocoon yourself and come out as that new emerging beautiful butterfly then you're going to really love what we have in store for you Um, So look, be on the lookout for that. And in the meantime, if you love this podcast, rate, review, share it. That helps us get the word out and connect with more beautiful souls like yourself. So thank you for tuning in. We love you.